Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of the Real Talk About Entrepreneurship podcast. We are on our sixth episode. Yay! Okay, so I just want to pause for a moment and celebrate that. This is the Real Talk About Entrepreneurship podcast, so I'm going to get real with you. I didn't think I was going to make it this far (laughs) with this podcast. And there's a history behind that. You know, some of you who know my story already know that I'm pretty consistent with short form content it comes really easily to me so when i say short form content i mean the kind of content i'll post on like instagram facebook you know platforms that are more short form content friendly but where it comes to long form content i'm not gonna lie i was nervous when i embarked on this journey to start this podcast but in the past though i know that whenever i've tried to create something serial in the long form content space i've usually stopped at episode two And that's where I get stuck and I get busy and I'm not able to continue. And so I told myself that if I get past episode two on this journey with this podcast, then I've already won. Now, I've not only gotten past episode two, but we are on episode six and I've recorded so many more episodes with so many wonderful entrepreneurs and business owners and experts. I can't wait for you all to meet and listen to. There's so much more good stuff coming. And I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to express gratitude. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to impart my knowledge and expertise on you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now that said, I wanted to talk about something that I believe most of America is looking forward to right now. Most athletically inclined or non-athletically inclined people are looking forward to right now. And not just talk about it, but talk about the lessons we can learn from it as business owners, lessons that can help us grow our businesses. And that thing is the Super Bowl. The buzz has been on for a couple of weeks now. And it just reminded me of when I was in college at the University of Southern California. Now, Most of you know, I wasn't born in this country, right? So American football was pretty new to me. And where I come from, soccer is the big thing, what they call soccer in America, which is football around the world. But I remember being very interested in the culture around American football, right? So it started with college football and the USC Trojans, right? Because I went to the University of Southern California. And regardless of my knowledge level where it came to the sport itself, every year I would buy season tickets to watch my team play. Now, I'm an athlete. I played basketball. I actually played basketball for the capital city of Nigeria. I played semi-pro for the FCT team. So it wasn't difficult for me to get into the sport. But what I most looked forward to was the time spent around my friends, the pre-games, the entire culture around the sport. And so naturally... That enthusiasm trickled over into a love for Super Bowl day, right? I witnessed that vibrant nature of college football culture on a bigger scale during the Super Bowl. In fact, I remember this particular Super Bowl day where I think I had several friends hosting different parties at different corners of downtown Los Angeles, and I literally party hopped from one party to the other because I didn't want any of my friends to feel left out. Now, I digress. So the question for this episode is, what is it about the Super Bowl? Why is there such a vibrant culture surrounding it? How is there such a vibrant culture surrounding it? And perhaps even more importantly, how can we as business owners get some of that, right? 
What about the Super Bowl can we tap into and leverage for our businesses? So I investigated and I was able to identify four main things around Super Bowl culture or football culture in general that we as entrepreneurs can tap into and leverage for our businesses. Now, if you've been listening to the Real Talk About Entrepreneurship podcast, you know that I like to talk about principles and strategies before I head into tactics, right? So let's talk about the four main overarching timeless principles that guide the business tips I'm going to share from the Super Bowl today. And the first timeless principle is people love to connect with people. And I call it a timeless principle because it doesn't matter what age we're in, people have always loved to connect with people more than they like to connect with faceless brands. Is the reason why big brands nowadays leverage what we generally call influencer marketing, right? And I always like to use um, one of my mentors. He doesn't know he's my mentor, but he's my mentor, Gary V. And I just really admire his work. And I use him as an example. So if you go on Instagram, on Gary V's personal page, he has about 10 million followers. But if you check out some of his businesses, they're only about a fraction of that, right? I think one of his businesses out of the last time I checked had about 200,000. It might be more than that right now. But again, that's just to buttress the point that people prefer to connect with people over faceless brands, right? So that's the first principle. Now, the second principle is whether you realize it or not, we are always seeking ways to solve problems. Mankind, womankind, whatever, is always seeking ways to solve problems to ensure our survival. It's a very basic survival instinct. Clothes were invented to solve a problem. Cars were invented to solve a problem. Every single successful innovation you can think of solves a problem and helps us ensure our survival. Remember to hold on to these principles. If you have a notepad or something, write them down because I'm going to remind you of them when I share the business tips that I've gleaned from the Super Bowl. So hold on to them. Now we agree that every single successful innovation solves a problem that's tied to our survival and to build off of that, every single innovation creates a new problem. And I learned this from my coach, Myron Golding. So let's use the iPhone for example. We all know how vulnerable the iPhone is to cracked screens, right? And so after the innovation of the iPhone, the innovation of the iPhone precipitated the innovation of phone cases, right? So that's just one example to show you how every new invention creates a new problem. I'll use an example from another one of my mentors who doesn't know he's my mentor yet, but Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels 2.0. There will always be people who do not know how to build funnels for themselves. So by creating ClickFunnels, Russell Brunson created a new problem that other people are in a position to solve, which is helping people actually build those funnels, right? And so that's how it works. Every new valuable invention, successful invention creates a new problem. That was the second principle. Now, the third principle is that people have an innate desire to be part of a tribe. And again, this goes back to prehistoric times. Back in the day when you were part of a tribe, the safer you feel, the less danger you're exposed to. The tribe came together to make everyone feel just a little safer. And we inherited that in some way or form. 
it may not really manifest itself in the same way that it manifested itself in prehistoric times, but we inherited the innate desire to be part of a tribe, to be part of something. A friend of mine said something really profound recently. He's a branding expert. And he said, a brand is a community of shared values. Now take that further, seeing as most of you know, storytelling is my main thing. A brand is a community of shared stories. So again, that desire to be part of a tribe, to be part of something predates us and it's embedded into our DNA and we can definitely leverage that in the way that we do business. And I'll tell you how right after I talk about the fourth principle, the brain wants to be teased. If you give it a good enough reason, the brain wants to work like people actually go out there and buy problems for themselves. How you may ask. Think about people who buy puzzles, for instance. Think about people who play video games. Think about people who buy jigsaw puzzles. Think about people who play the crossword. Think about people who played Wordle. Wordle was a big thing online for a while before the New York Times bought it. But it was a big thing. People were so into it. So the brain wants to be teased. It wants to solve problems if you give it a good enough reason. That's the fourth principle. And remember that. Now back to the Super Bowl. The buzz around the Super Bowl starts way before the week of the game. And it's at its peak right around when the main headliner, the main performing artist of the Super Bowl is announced. There's usually a lot of social chatter around the announcement of the main headline performer of the Super Bowl. In fact, I've seen people say that they'll tune into the Super Bowl specifically to watch their favorite artists perform and not necessarily to watch the games. So remember the first principle I shared was people love to connect with people more than they like to connect with faceless brands. This is that principle playing out. So what network of people can you build around your business to improve your ability to connect with your audience? In Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, he talked about the concept of a mastermind. And I believe this is one way a mastermind can play out. So create or look to create relationships with people who have your audience and vice versa. It works the other way too. You can also invest time in building an audience that other people want. So there's this person whose work I've been following for like four years now. And she reached out to me recently offering to collaborate with me because I have an audience that she could possibly tap into. First of all, I want to publicly tap myself on the back for not fangirling on my Zoom call with her. But I was on a Zoom call with her and I managed to keep it cool. And she was telling me about all the work she's done. And I'm like, I know. I've been in your community observing your work for four years now. But that's just an aside story. The lesson in that is how can you collaborate with people who have your audience And how can you build an audience that other people would want to tap into? Now back to the Super Bowl again. So after the headline performer for the Super Bowl has been announced, that's when the main preparations start to happen. The invitations for parties start to go out. The people who will be hosting the parties start to buy stuff to host their parties. There will be beer, there will be food. So inadvertently, the Super Bowl creates business for other people. So remember the second principle I shared was that we continuously seek ways to solve problems and ensure our survival. 
Now, from that, the question we should be asking ourselves as business owners is, what other problems is my offer creating and can I solve them? What else can I create around my offer that people will find valuable? Boom, you just created another offer. Now, one of the worst tips I've received about business in recent times was to only have one main high ticket offer. It's a killer. And one of the best tips I've received about business, again, from my coach, Maron Golding, is to have an offer for everyone under a variety of different price points. That advice changed the game for me. So a lot of what I've been doing between last year and now, and for some of you who know my story, I just shared on my Instagram page that I quit a gig on December 2nd and I've been able to not only make up my income from that gig, but double it in about a month. I've more than doubled my monthly earnings from that gig in about a month. And part of that came from understanding that my main offer creates a problem, being aware of and investigating what possible other problems my main offer could be creating, and then creating other offers at various price points, and then using those offers to create what many people call an offer ladder. So that way you're meeting your customers and allowing them to interact with your offer at every point they can afford. So back to the Super Bowl, an analogy as it pertains to the Super Bowl would be some people have money to buy tickets and go to the live games. Some people create a culture that works for them and watch the games from home. That's the second business tip. I mentioned while I was explaining the second tip that people go out and buy food, beer, all that stuff. Now, there are some very specific foods and drinks that I've noticed are common at Super Bowl parties. Beer is always on the menu. Some people decorate their homes. People wear their favorite jerseys. These things to me represent the values that I spoke to in the third principle, which is that people want to be part of something. They want to be part of a tribe. So what are your business values? What are some things you believe in that has the power to bring people together? Now, some people are of the opinion that you shouldn't bring your beliefs into your business because it might alienate some people. I disagree. And I believe that such people are greedy because they're trying to reach out to everyone. They're trying to get everyone in the market. And that goes against the very basic business principle, which is that if your business is for everyone, then it's for no one. If you're marketing to everyone, then you're marketing to no one. The more you bring your values and your beliefs into what you do, the more targeted and the more impactful your messaging around your business will be and the higher its propensity and its power to bring your most ideal customers to you. And particularly as small business owners, this is even more important because we don't have the budgets to compete with big business We don't have the luxury of creating generalized mass messages to mass audiences. The more targeted we can be with our messaging, the more effective our messaging will be and the higher return on investment our marketing efforts will give us. And one of the easiest ways to do this is by letting your values be known. And even as a big business, the significance of being vocal about your values 
can be beneficial. I'll use Chick-fil-A as an example. And for those of you who may be watching this from other parts of the world, Chick-fil-A is a popular fast foods brand here in America. Regardless of what you think of Chick-fil-A's values, the fact that they are closed on Sundays for religious reasons, they have stood by their values and have remained a successful franchise for decades now. Now, this isn't an opinion on Chick-fil-A's values. In fact, I don't agree with their core values, but the point is people want to be a part of something and one of the easiest ways to bring people together is by tapping into their values and one of the easiest way that you can bring your people together is by being vocal about your values. Again, back to the Super Bowl. So another thing I've noticed, another interesting thing that I've noticed about the Super Bowl is that people also love to analyze the ads. It was a whole thing. Like, it surprised me. At first, I thought it was because I was part of a PR program. So I have a master's degree in public relations. I thought it was just my friends who love to analyze the ads for marketing, public relations reasons, whatever. But I've realized it's a whole thing. Like, go on Google right now and Google Super Bowl ads. There are entire websites that are dedicated to analyzing Super Bowl ads. It's a whole thing. People want to talk and analyze which was the best ad, which was the worst ad. Now, remember the fourth principle was people want to be teased. They want their brains to be teased to the point where sometimes they buy problems. This is that principle at play. And as business owners, what can we add to our processes, our marketing to tease our customers' brains and trigger that innate need for resolution in them? And when you find that thing, that thing will get them talking about you, becoming your evangelists, helping spread your message the same way that people love to talk about and analyze Super Bowl ads. That's the fourth tip. But hold on, there's a bonus tip. You probably also notice that there's talk about the Super Bowl everywhere. I've noticed because I'm very active within the online space. So it's on Twitter, it's on YouTube, it's on Instagram. Everywhere I turn online, there's talk about the Super Bowl. There's talk about the headline performer. Some people are already starting to analyze the ads, all that good stuff. Now, as business owners, here's something we can learn from that. Create more opportunities for people to talk about you by maximizing the environments in which you operate. Some people call that having an omni-channel strategy. What does that mean? It just means that you are leveraging every channel at your disposal for people to interact with you as a business owner and with your offer. So a clear example is what I'm doing right now. I have a podcast. I revived my YouTube channel. I'm on Instagram. I just registered for Spoutable, which is the one of many new Twitter alternatives. But the point is, try to connect with your audience on as many channels as you can. And I know this may seem daunting for people who are just starting out in business. And not just starting out in business, but people who are starting to dedicate more time and energy and finances into their marketing. It might seem daunting, but my recommendation is start with one and then build from there. Some people say start with two. I know as savvy as I am with content creation, I know that it can be overwhelming. So my recommendation is start with one and then go from there. And if you need help figuring out where to start, send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at Cynthia 
D-A-E. That's at C-Y-N-T-H-I-A-D-I-E-Y-I. Send me a DM. Let's have a conversation about where you are in business. And I'll give you my best recommendation on where to start. And we'll go from there. I'll also put my handle in the show notes. It's available in the show notes. If you ever want to reach out to me for any reason whatsoever, feel free to reach out. This has been the Real Talk About Entrepreneurship podcast. Thank you for listening. My deepest, deepest, deepest gratitude for listening and supporting this podcast. If you'd like to take it a step further today, leave a review for the podcast. If you've ever learned something or been moved by anything I've shared on this podcast, leave a review for the podcast. Give me some feedback. Let me know how you're feeling about everything. Thank you once more for listening and I will see you in the next episode.